Hey, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Jay North, Northern Exposure Podcast. Uh, very awkward Friday, March 20th, not even 9 o'clock in the morning, and rather than being dressed all pretty and flying around the great state of New York to visit uh, clients, uh, I have been on lockdown for several days myself, uh, and probably 100% of my territory uh, is closed at this point in time. So, yeah, business has come to a screeching halt. Last episode I put out, um, you know, I wasn't trying to predict the future, um, but at that time, news of the Rudy Gobert, the uh, Utah Jazz basketball player, hadn't broke out yet. Uh, NCAA tournaments were still going. Sporting events were still going. Um, You know, 10 days ago or so, life was relatively normal though we knew this thing was kind of hanging over our heads. Uh, What a crazy, crazy week it's been. Um, I wanted to just get on. I got to be honest with you guys. I've tried to sit down a couple times this week, turn on the microphone and get to talking, and then I just say the hell with it, and I get up out of frustration, and I walk away. Um, Like most Americans, most hardworking Americans, and not just Americans, people across the globe. This is, in fact, a global pandemic, in case you haven't noticed. Um, It's affecting so many people on so many different levels. Um, You know, first and foremost, you have the people that unfortunately may have been infected with the virus or absolutely were infected with the virus, and they have to deal with the the healing and the recovery, hopefully, God willing. Italy is a mess. They're creeping up on 3,500 deaths. Italy's death count actually surpassed China, uh, and that's just insane. Here in the county that I live in, last time I checked, we had 30 cases, um, and I expect it to go up. It only makes sense that it would go up at least over the next couple weeks. Um, Most people I have found have been doing their job. They've been heeding the CDC's warnings. They've been self-isolating. They've been staying home. Um, and doing their thing and trying to make the most and the best of it. I know a lot of the parents out there now are playing teacher (laughs) for the first time ever. And uh, I see a lot of you stressing out on social media. And Listen, take a deep breath. You got to take a deep breath. I mean, nobody expects you to be the all of a sudden the best teacher in the world. You know, look at me, man. I'm an optician and and an account executive. Um, What am I going to really teach them? Inventory management? I mean, you do the best you can. Um, Fortunately, we live in a day and age now here in 2020 where the technology is freaking phenomenal. And uh, luckily enough, fortunately enough, as we get through this thing, and we will get through this thing, people, calm down. We will get through this. Um... But we have the technology that the kids don't have to miss a beat. And uh, that's a blessing. During this situation, these are shitty times. A lot of people feel uh, your life has absolutely been interfered with. Um, I, I can't speak for other countries, but you know, most of the world is relatively free. Uh, Americans, I know we suck at quarantine. We don't want to do this. this. This goes against our DNA. Um, but we'll get into that. It's a societal obligation right now. 
Um, breaks my heart. I can't go visit my grandmother. I got this free time, but I'm not going to go see her. I want to make sure I'm at least two, three weeks isolated. I don't pop up any symptoms to this point. I haven't. Hopefully those of you listening haven't. Everybody's been staying pretty healthy. Um, what I really want to do, I wanted to shed some light on the Chinese whistleblower um, that you may or may not remember uh, he was popping up a little bit, especially back in early February, because unfortunately this gentleman uh, did pass away from this coronavirus. I believe it was February 8th. Hold on, I'm trying to find the date here. But he started blowing the whistle uh, back on December 30th, and it really wasn't his intention to blow the whistle. Yeah, he died at 2.58 a.m. on February 7th. Uh, his name was Wee. Li Wenliang, um, who ironically was an ophthalmologist at one of the hospitals, which is close to my heart. I'm in the optical. I deal with optometrists, ophthalmologists, opticians, lab technicians, you name it. So this wasn't even one of those guys that was dealing with the sick and like regularly. This is an ophthalmologist. You don't associate ophthalmology with, you know, flu and pneumonia like stuff. But this is just how highly transmittable this thing is. Especially ophthalmology, you know, you are looking in the eye, you're in people's faces. So he contracted the virus. Um, listen, there's a lot of stuff going on out there. I mean, so he wanted to basically uh, enlighten his students that he was sick and this was serious. And the one thing that I found extremely off-putting is that local investigators and local law enforcement reprimanded him for for raising the issues for making a video again which he didn't intend on going viral um, he simply wanted to get a message out to his classmates this was back on December 30th and he was getting sick um, I found it really off-putting and odd that local Chinese authorities they say law enforcement here and they don't give any specific names um, they reprimanded him and made him basically say, uh, hold on, he was going to get punished. And they basically made him tell people he was lying. Um, that's crazy. That is crazy. Um, so right now we have a virus that has at this point, and this article's from this morning, has infected approximately 220,000 people worldwide. And it's responsible for 9,000 deaths. Um, it's crazy. And I just, I'm a little off put by the fact that local authorities in China basically wanted to silence this guy. And then unfortunately he passed away and we will not get any more information out of him. But, uh, now China is coming out and trying to save its ass a little bit and says that admonishing the doctor and the coronavirus whistleblower, Li Wenlang was improper and calls for punishing of local officials. Then it's cute. It gets down to the end of the article and it says the response from the local officials has been slow. Yeah, no shit. You have a very corrupt government over there in China. And uh, listen, I love Chinese people. I know a lot of Chinese people. Um, some of the people I work with are China's best. Chinese people, we got nothing against y'all. It's that goddamn government. They're dirty. Um, I, I, I'm going to keep my mouth shut here for a minute um, but I think that's the frustration I think the frustration is with that Chinese government um, 
you know, this is just a small blip on the radar with this doctor that was trying to shed some light only to his colleagues. He again, he, he there it's in there that he never intended on letting it go viral. Um, that wasn't the intention, but with social media, you know, things fly, which is another challenge in these scary and uncertain times. What information are you getting that's accurate? What information is bullshit? What information was written by somebody who's absolutely petrified? Um, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So we are in uh, unprecedented era in humanity here. Um, speaking with my grandmother last week, she sort of compared in a little bit. I mean, AIDS didn't shut the world down. But from a medical standpoint, when AIDS broke out in 1981, the doctors and the nurses, which my grandmother was an LPN, worked her way up to RN, 33 years uh, in that business, in that industry, whatever you want to call it, um, from hospital work to towards psychiatric, towards the end of her career, she was doing the visiting services where she'd go door to door to the people that were too uh, you know, sick to actually get to the hospital. Uh, and she compared it to AIDS. She said the AIDS epidemic from the, from the medical standpoint was mind-boggling. They had no idea what they were dealing with. Um, nurses and doctors were in full-blown hazmat suits. Uh, and it wasn't until 1985 that they had a better understanding of what AIDS was, how it was contracted, and this and that. Um, all kinds of rumors flew around about the AIDS virus. It came from monkeys. It was only within the homosexual community, blah, blah, blah. And that all that wound up, you know, coming to light finally. Um, with this virus, we seem to be moving a little bit quicker. Um, there's medicines that they're working on right now that they're very optimistic of, and they say they could have a vaccine as early as next year. Uh, you get a vaccine, and then obviously the problem, uh, you know, theoretically speaking, goes away. Um, but I have never seen anything like this in my life. Most listeners probably have never seen anything like this in my life. And uh, there's definitely going to be some challenges in the next upcoming weeks. Um, and it, they could be simple challenges and they can be difficult challenges, uh, depending on what your situation is. So going to take a quick break. I want to try to give you guys just some positive things to get you through this bullshit. And you might even hear my voice a little more through, uh, throughout the next coming days and weeks, because let's face it, guys, I am completely shut down. I've got nothing else to do right now other than sitting in my house, taking care of my kids, trying to keep them sane, trying to keep them occupied, you know, funky time of year. It's going to be 67 degrees here today, but it's going to rain sideways. And then by the time we wake up tomorrow, it's going to be in the 30s and possibly snowing. So welcome to, you know, I'm holding up my air quotes, spring in western and central New York. Got nothing but love for y'all. Going to take a quick break. We're going to get through this shit together. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So in the first segment, we just kind of touched upon, you know, I didn't anticipate that we would have a global pandemic when I launched the episode previous to this one. Sort of a touch base again on who Lei, uh, Li Wenliang was, um, the ophthalmologist from China who on December 30th uh, put a video out to his colleagues and his students that he was working with about the seriousness of the coronavirus. And then it gets a little fishy. Local Chinese authorities basically told him to cut it out. He was reprimanded and basically forced to say and admit that he was making false claims. So that brings us to another issue. And I think this is the frustration with the Chinese government. 
Um, what I have sat back and observed over the last several days, and you know, Lord knows I've had time, is the arguments that go back and forth on social media. You've got the people that want to take it uh, super serious. They've been taking it super serious for a while. I will admit that I this thing didn't really get my attention until last week. Okay, I'm one of you. If you were one of those people that you know, ah, pff, get out of here. Come on, global pandemic. No way. It's 2020. We're too. We're too smart for that. We're too bright for that. We're too medically advanced for that. Well, guess what? Uh, curveball. So. You know, that's the challenge. So you have a situation, you have a proven situation here now, well documented, where Chinese officials basically tried to silence somebody. Um, and then you have to wonder how good his care was to, to the fact that he died, because I didn't get his age, but looking at the gentleman, he didn't look like he was in that demographic of the most high-risk uh, folks. Um, so I don't know. It's, it sits fishy with me, and I think that's the biggest challenge for people. How realistic are the numbers being reported by China? That's a question that's fair to ask. Um, we know it's a corrupt government, and we have to, we have to keep perspective on this. Uh, you're not mad at Chinese people. You are possibly mad at that Chinese government, that Chinese regime, um, that the Chinese people... Clearly, you just saw an attempt of censorship on this doctor. So the Chinese people, they don't have the same freedoms and rights that you and I have here in America and in other parts of the world. So it's very important to keep that perspective. I mean, they just basically exposed an attempt at censorship to the world with this situation with this doctor. That's just one instance. How many times does it happen? How often does it happen? Is everything coming out of there freaking skewed? We don't know. We don't know. Who I do believe wholeheartedly is the Italians. I believe what's going on in Italy. Um, and what a... I have a soft spot for Italy. Um, I'm a half German, half Italian. Uh, my great-grandmother was, uh, you know, second generation right off the boat. She was just a child when they got here. Um, love the Italian culture. My buddy Jay Gordon has been on this podcast before. Uh, just very family-oriented, very affectionate people. And unfortunately, the close quarters and the passion of the people in this situation with this virus, with this pandemic, has been their demise. I mean, your no-nos and your nannies are so important in the Italian culture. Everybody goes and sees everybody. Big family meals. Um, it's a beautiful culture. And unfortunately, it's paying the price for being a beautiful culture. Uh, if that doesn't tell you that life's not fair, I don't know what will. Um, but my heart it goes out to Italians, Italy. Um, I love you guys, and I hope that you can recover quickly, swiftly. Um, the video going around a couple nights ago of all the Italians in their windows singing was beautiful. Gives us hope and humanity that even in the darkest times we can find uh, something positive and something beautiful. And I do think when this is all said and done that there's going to be some good things that come from this. I know that's twisted, but in the face of adversity and in the face of challenges, you're going to start learning a lot about yourself and you're going to start learning a lot about businesses and governments. And uh, we're going to get into that because the heroes here, the heroes here, at least in, in our community, I can't speak for the rest of the world, but some of the giant corporations seem to be not taking it seriously and, and dragging their feet. 
um, or simply letting people go. Um, I've got a couple, and I'm not going to put anybody on blast on here. I'll let the media and the news do that uh, for me as stories play out, because as all this unfolds, you're going to hear of people getting laid off. You are going to hear of people getting fired. Um, and I just, I have some uh, close relationships with some people that have brought some information to me. And uh, again, I'm going to let that come out on its own. I don't want to be that guy. Um, but you're going to see people get laid off and you're going to see people get fired and it's already started to happen. Um, so pay attention to that. The real heroes right now, seem to be the mom and pops, the ones that have everything to lose, your bar owners, your small restaurant owners. I will, I will when, when good things are happening, I want to say the names um, because I never want to come across as a hater. <laughs> but, uh, and again, there's companies that have already started laying people off and it makes me sick. There's also some companies that are still making their people uh, go to work, even though they are considered non-essential, and they're completely ignoring CDC recommendations. You're an asshole, okay? That's all there is to it. And again, these are usually the companies that have enough money that they can weather this, and they'll be fine. The real heroes right now have been the mom and pops. I want to give a shout out. Jimmy Z's and Brockport, they were on uh, social media. They were doing, still, these restaurants are doing their best to give you guys takeout, have a small window of hours, you know, five, six hours that they'll do takeout. Uh, you could pick it up at the window, that's about it, uh, deliver, whatever. But Jimmy Z's, you know, given the craziness and the chaos and all these people panic buying, were giving out a roll of toilet paper, a free roll of toilet paper, and I believe a free bottle of hand sanitizer. Don't quote me on that, but I know the toilet paper for sure to anybody that came through because you can't get toilet paper right now. It's freaking crazy. And I know I put a little joke video up, toilet paper, emperor, blah, blah, blah. I'm losing my mind, guys. That's all there is to it. But I just wanted to have a little little fun with it because the panic buying is idiotic. I uh, want to give a shout out to uh, Black Button Distillery who, okay, sales for alcohol might go down, but what are we going to do? We're going to step up and we're going to help healthcare professionals. And Black Button Distillery has begun to make and produce and distribute to the healthcare facilities in our area their own version of hand sanitizer. So kudos, Black Button. That is, excuse my French guy, that is fucking awesome. I mean, seriously, coming out and stepping up. And again, that's just two mom and pops, you know, independence. This situation to them is probably more devastating than a giant conglomerate. Uh, but I digress on that. There are some really greedy corporations out there right now that are either letting people go or forcing their people to the front lines when they are nowhere near being what we would consider non-essential or essential. I'm sorry. They are non-essential in every sense of the word. Um, so again, this is this virus. I'm not going to put anybody on blast yet. I'm going to let some time play out because you know what's going to happen is as this carries on, some of these people not playing well, some of these companies that aren't playing so nice, they're going to get exposed on their own. They're, and, and the cream will rise to the top, in the words of Macho Man Randy Savage. And I think some of these mom and pops are going to really come out beautifully uh, when this is all said and done because the people are going to remember who stepped up. So when this is all over, guys, go to that little restaurant diner you've never tried before. Go buy your booze at a small liquor store instead of going to the big ones. Um, pay attention to the mom and pops. They've really been the ones that step up. I care, same thing. 
Um, if you go to, you know, a retail chain, um, with the exception being Pearl Visions, those are actually owned by franchisees. Not sure if anybody knew that, but this would be a great time to give your independence uh, an opportunity. Um, and your hospital opticals are independent in every sense of the word. They are not owned by a big conglomerate. So give these guys a try. They take care of you. They're the ones that are trying to step up for their communities. Um, you know, in my industry, this was hard on a lot of people. Um, you know, at first it was like, okay, you can limit your hours and you can still try to dispense glasses, but we want to say no more eye exams. And, you know, the thing just snowballed into what it is and now everybody's just closed. But a lot of the local heroes are your local mom and pops. And I think you, they, they need they need your support right now more than ever. So if you're kind of sick of eating pasta for six nights in a row because pasta was all you can find at Wegmans right now because everybody's impulse buying like crazy, um, give them a call. Get some takeout. Get some delivery. Give it a shot. Um, you know, support them. Go from there. And otherwise... Um, that's pretty much all we can do right now. Um, gonna take another quick break. Gonna get back into the last segment here of just a couple things that I'm gonna try to do over the next coming weeks just to keep me and my family, number one, safe, but number two, sane. And I've got some opinions on those impulse buying and impulse shopping. I'm gonna share that with you. We'll be right back. Hey, folks. Nature's Little Helper is offering our listeners an exclusive 10% off discount for their New Year, New You campaign. To take advantage of this special, just drop an email to sales at natures-little-helper.com and use the code NE2020 in your subject line. For more information on their awesome hemp-extracted CBD product lines, visit www.natures-little-helper.com. Discount not available on raw flour. All right, welcome back. As I jump on the microphone, uh, the wind here in Rochester is beginning to pick up. So as I told you, we got quote-unquote springtime here in western and central New York. It's about 67 degrees outside right now. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the rain turns to snow by this evening. That's how quickly it changes. Um, so in the other segment, we had kind of kind of alluded to without saying that the coronavirus is going to bring out the best in some people and it's going to bring out the worst in some people. We're giving some shout outs to some mom and pop uh, places, Black Button Distillery, Jimmy Z's in Brockport, and believe me, the list goes on. There's a lot of local entities um, that are stepping up and trying to help. So, you know, it brings out the best in some. It is also, though, brought out the worst in some. And some of these videos surfacing on social media with people in the supermarkets and bulk buying and fighting over toilet paper. Uh, Y'all need to calm the fuck down. Can I talk to you as a former soldier for a minute? Can you all calm the fuck down? Seriously. Seriously. It's enough. What are you doing? What are you doing fighting over ground beef and toilet paper? What are you doing? For real, what are you doing? You buy up all the toilet paper, but the vitamins and supplements are still fully stocked. We have a respiratory infection right now, and you buy up all the toilet paper, and impulse buy, and fight with your fellow human beings, and we are better when we're together. Selfishness has to stop. Um, 
want to talk about bringing out the worst in people. I know some of y'all have seen the Spring Breakers putting up videos. Do you know how fucking dumb you guys sounded? I don't give a shit anymore. I'm, I'm double your age, some of you little sons of bitches. You sit there and you sound pathetic. Oh, I've like had this spring break plan for like, uh, like four months and uh, you and everybody else, honey, you and everybody else, you shut the fuck up and you go home. That's what you do. I had a, several things get canceled, but you know, you, you, you younger generation, you selfish bastards, man. Selfish bastards. I talked to a buddy of mine. Most of the people acting a fool are the younger ones. I don't know if y'all are softer than baby shit, ignorant, or what, but y'all need to stop. Pushing old people. I heard somebody tell an old lady to move the fuck out of the way. Like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Ugh, it makes me sick. It, it, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. Like, you... <laughs> Whatever. Good luck. Good luck. Spring break. I mean, uh, yeah. Okay. Global pandemic. But you know, you worry about getting drunk on a beach in Florida. That that sounds great. Um, I think the Florida governor finally shut it down. But again, I get it. It's spring break. It's spring break week. He dragged his feet. And I know what the hell you did. People got to stay in your hotels for a little while, so they're not getting full refunds. Hell, they probably ain't getting shit back. Yeah, yeah. It was a money grab, Governor of Florida. I see you. I'm calling it. I don't care. I don't care. Super disappointing. Like that, what message are you? are a leader, man. Ay, ay, ay. And that's the thing. It's, um, you know, again, this pandemic is going to expose the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you have to sit there and you got to drink it down. I mean, that's that's just all there is, people. Use your judgment. Use your head. Stay level-headed, man. I Just do your routine grocery shopping. You don't need to pummel the stores. Um, it's ridiculous. We're just quarantining. We're social distancing. Uh, th- this is not the apocalypse. Calm down. For real. For real. They want a social distance and you all pile into the stores by the thousands and roll around on the floor over toilet paper. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And maybe, I don't know. You know, I don't talk about, I'm no war hero, guys. I'm not. I didn't do anything fantastic and I never left this country. But the training is the training and the mentality is the mentality. And the friendships that you forge over the years remain and you get the perspective and you get the stories. Every single person that I talk to that's either currently still in the military or former military thinks that this is just crazy, ridiculous, panic-buying, fear-mongering, sheep-minded bullshit. And that's coming from people that serve for this country for you or are still in, in some cases. Um, that also includes the law enforcement. Some of my friends that are law enforcement never seen anything like this in their lives. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then for those of you that thought you were going to impulse buy all this crap and then capitalize on it, backfired. And Costco has to put up a sign in the store that these certain items are non-returnable. You asshole, eat it. Because you're going to have to cook that toilet paper. The Emperor, my little video there, I was making a joke. I put that toilet paper in my mouth, but you all bought that instead of beans and rice. And I don't know what to tell you. Um, 
Don't impulse buy, man. Listen, if you see a little old lady or a little old man in the store wandering around right now, they look lost, step up. Offer to help. My neighbor across the street, 85, I think he's about to be 86 years old. Me and my other neighbor, Renee, we got him. We're, we check on him. Uh, his son was over yesterday, saw me and my wife sitting on the porch. He waved. We, we yelled across the street at each other because, again, social distancing, right? Uh, but he just said, you know, thank you for always keeping an eye on him. I've lived across the street from him for going on 12 years now. He's a, he's a nice old man. Um, basically, he's exactly what I want to be when I grow up. I want to be deep into my 80s with my wife. Uh, comes out of his house every morning, hangs his American flag on his on his front porch or on his front post there. Comes out right before the sun goes down, takes old glory down, goes back in the house. He's a good man, still driving, has his wits about him. He's lucid as hell. Uh, but again, he's at that risk age, so we're gonna keep an eye on him. We're gonna keep him safe, and that's the thing. Self preserve, as I said in that video. Uh, yeah, absolutely self preserve. But self preserve doesn't mean be greedy. And have a heart. Look at your fellow man. I mean, everybody's situation is a little bit different. I'm panicking for money right now, guys. I'm in sales and the whole world just stopped on me. Thankfully, my wife, you know, she works for a financial institution and the beat must go on. Whether they're doing it remotely or it's a small team, um, most bank branches are closed and move into online banking until further notice. Or they'll do appointment only at select branches and you know, cleaning and disinfecting and doing their best thing. But so luckily for her, on one hand, you've got income that didn't stop. I don't know what my future holds. I have a conference call this afternoon uh, to hopefully get some more clarity. Is it stressful? Yes. Is it scary? Yes. Is it uncertain? Yes. Am I going to lose my mind? No. Do you know why? Because I know me. I know Jason North and I know he's going to be fine. There is no kiss of death for Jason North. It doesn't matter. If my employer can do something, fantastic. If we could weather it together, fantastic. If things got beyond anybody's control, it is what it is, and I'll adapt and overcome. And that's the mentality that you all need to have. Adapt and overcome. These are un unprecedented times. Unprecedented times. And the best way to get through it is with a clear mind. A clear mind. This is the time to have that universal thought process. When you look at your brothers and sisters driving down the street, walking down the sidewalk, cruising through the supermarket, because that's the one place that's still open. You got to go get food. You got to go get your groceries. Have empathy for everybody you see because everybody is being affected by this. You just don't know what it is. Is it the health that's affected? Is it financial that's affected? Is it just uncertainty? Uncertainty causes anxiety in a lot of people. Um, I was supposed to get down with Aaron and Nicole. We we're supposed to talk about that. We we're supposed to talk about mental health, depression. Obviously, uh, we had to push that off. A lot of things are going on. But these people are heightened right now. Their anxiety is higher. Depression could be higher. And the only thing that's going to help all that is a level of calm and a lot of love. Okay? You have to, we have to love each other now more. More. It's important. Okay? We have to love each other. You can't go out there and be me, 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 me. Because if that's what you're going to do, then you're going to find yourself on an island. And you might need the people that are on that island, and they're going to remember how greedy and how selfish you were. So now you got to hope they let you in. 
all right? You can take care of yourself. Take care of your neighbors. Take care of your family. Um, I have spent more time on the phone these last couple days um, than I think I have over the last several months. I've had conversations with my one cousin almost every day. We don't get a chance to talk. Sometimes months go by, um, you know, before we get to talk or hang out. So, all right, I told you guys I was going to give you some, uh, you know, coping mechanisms or things that I'm doing. And again, I don't, uh, I don't claim that the word is gospel here, but that's just it. You know, we have to occupy this time and we have to self-isolate. So let the technology take care of you. Pick up that phone, call your grandmother, check on your grandmother if you're blessed enough to still have a grandmother, your mother and your father. You could be texting, phone call, FaceTime. Um, these are things that we have to do. Get your kids outside if you can get outside, if the weather's nice enough. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, the, the sky's not falling on us, guys. It's not. Um, take advantage of the downtime. Try to breathe. Um, if you've been looking, if, if you can't go to work right now and you're just home twiddling your thumbs and, you know, you've been looking for something else to do, um, pick up an instrument, pick up a paintbrush, write. I mean, this is the time you can get creative. Um, try to find normal. I know it's hard. Um, I had mentioned uh, in the in the previous episode, a lot of people, we have concerns about this virus and we want information and sometimes the information seems to be different from one another, coming from different sources. Again, I can't stress this enough. Podcasts, guys, It now is the time. Medical podcasts. Um, would be fantastic. You could find find one that you like, save it in your library, um, and get some real time data from some medical doctors. Don't you know, or another person brought up a really good point to me yesterday. The local news is actually pretty good because the local news is just that. It's your backyard. They don't have an agenda. They're not after a certain amount of ratings. That's not the way they work, and they live in the community that they work in. So their job is to simply give it to you the best they can in real time with what they've got. So local news, podcasts, um, try to have a level head. We just talked about it. How can we trust any of the information that comes out of China? Okay, I get you. I can trust the information that's coming out of Italy. I can trust the information that's coming out of Canada. I trust the information coming out of Mexico. Um, and again, try to find some positives. We also have some people, we have some people at uh, different levels of government right now that would normally be sworn enemies, rivals, um, that cooler heads have had to, provi- had to prevail. And they're actually starting to work together. Um, when Governor Cuomo here in New York uh, gave Trump some credit, I almost died. Um, and then I guess uh, Omar, Omar gave Trump some credit too. So again, I almost died, but this that's a good thing. Let these freaking Democrats and Republicans, at least here in America, stop their bullshit and uh, figure out what they need to figure out so we can all get through this. And that's the thing. So it's going to take a collective effort. If you have an individual mindset, um, you might be in trouble here. If, if, if you're big on just being an individual it could backfire on you. Um, communities have to endure this together. Um, you know, uh, simple stuff, simple stuff. Like you check on people like, Hey, are you good on food? Well, I got a shit ton of eggs. I got no bread. Well, Hey, I got four loaves of bread and not a shit ton of eggs. You want to trade? I mean, it sounds simple guys, but that's, 
what it could take. But otherwise, I, I, I expect grocery store levels to start getting back to a more manageable number as far as inventory and stock go over the next week or two. Um, you know, all the impulse buyers, hopefully you all got out of the way. These shelves can restock. Um, I'll be very honest with you. I did not impulse buy. I did my regular grocery shopping, three weeks worth of food, sometimes two weeks because I have a 13-year-old going through a growth spurt. And we're good. We're still in good shape. That was last week. Uh, still got plenty of food. Uh, if we do have to go to the store, it's been occasionally here and there just to pick up some simple stuff. And it's been there. It's been available. So don't feel like you got to impulse buy. Don't, don't psych yourself out. Don't psych yourself out. Don't let fear win right now. Um, I know it's scary because it's faceless, it's uncertain, but I'm confident that collectively, and that's just not in your community, that's collectively across the globe right now. We've got medical professionals from different countries collaborating and working on things. Um, so, man, if the community, if the world comes together, kicks the shit out of this virus, I think there's going to be some good things that come out of this. There has to be. There's always, you know, because out of the darkness comes the light. So I am going to stay optimistic. I am going to enjoy the extra time that I'm getting with my kids um, to the best I can. Being a hardworking guy, you know, there were nights that I missed things. There were nights, weekends that I missed things. Um... And now I'm getting some of that time back. That's at least the way I'm looking at it. Um, I got the rest of my life to make money. I understand that's scary for some people. Uh, but in this situation, I'm going to let leadership do what it needs to do. Um, across the board, Democrats and Republicans here in America, they seem to be cooperating with one another. They seem to be working together. Uh, that's almost as odd as this virus. Um, listen, guys. Feel free, drop me messages on Facebook, get at me on Twitter, get at me on Instagram. Um, you know, you can listen to the show, Anchor, Spotify, Google Play Music, and Apple Podcasts. We're going to have some time over these next several days and weeks. Um, I'll probably be dropping episodes a little more rapidly. And uh, hopefully I start getting some other things, a little more happier things to talk about. But I can't stress it enough. Take care of yourselves. Love yourself, love your neighbor, look out for one another because that's how it's going to work. That's how we're going to get through this. Uh, and I don't want to leave out law enforcement, EMTs, and all your doctors and nurses on the front lines in the healthcare uh, world. They are heroes too. Um, silent heroes, really, taken for granted. They're still getting up, going to work every day. Um, I'm related to firefighters and police officers, good friends with firefighters and police officers, nurses, EMTs, doctors. Um, so they're going to work for you. The rest of us can stay home for them. And if you are out and about, you see an EMT, a firefighter, a police officer, give them a wave, give them a smile, you know, pat your chest, put your hand over your heart, something. Let those boys and girls know you give a shit about them because they're out there trying to keep it all together for y'all. And uh, that's really it, man. Love is going to beat this thing. Nothing else. Not hate, not greed. That's love, love, and more love. Um, so with that being said, I love y'all. We'll get back at you real soon for another episode. And until next time, we'll see ya.